Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. NIL money, and what does it mean? And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's two telling new one is one oh two nine ESPN radio. Outstanding to be with you on a Thursday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. Thanks for spending some of it with us on your radios or as the case may be on your internets. 1029ESPN.com. You go there. You listen live all the time. The stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. You want to pick up your phone and call us. You can do that as well. 361-3688. The phone number. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. A uh, kind of dismal, ugly, cool day that is getting better and better, and I understand is going to get better throughout the course of the next couple of days. We appreciate you letting us be with you wherever and however your day is going. We hope it is well. Coulter, nice to see you, my friend. How are you? Very well. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Seafoam green on nice light, light, light navy blue, night, uh, light gray blue, I should say. Not navy, light navy blue. Wouldn't that be an interesting deal? Mm. Okay. Just want to let people know what we're working with here. Can barely see the undershirt because of four inches of beard hair below <laughs> the chin line, but it is still there for sure. Let's take a look at what we got in the show today. Uh, we have, uh, th- there's, a new ruling now officially uh, from the NCAA that's allowing name, image, and likeness 
uh, financial benefits to well to anybody that used to ban student athletes from uh, making money off of themselves which I've always found to be just so bizarre and such an overreach uh, maybe in the name of protection maybe not how about this help the kids out and let them make a good decision but uh, anyway we'll get into this uh, because this is uh, obviously something that could affect and actually affect significantly Montana Montana State both uh, for a couple of different reasons also Going to get into uh, a little bit of NFL stuff. Cam Newton now saying without a football team, maybe he would consider a backup role if he found the right situation. Sometimes, you know, you just got to accept kind of where you're at in the world and see what it looks like. And also, top of the hour, transfer portal entries in the Big Sky Conference this offseason. A lot of guys moving around. Uh, the transfer uh, waiver is very likely coming in fact in the next couple of weeks in terms of of officially um you know men and women in in sports transferring uh schools will not have to sit out a year as is now the uh the rule so they will have basically freedom to move about the cabin as it were uh and so we will talk about that a little bit and some of the folks who have been moving around so there you go we got that and plenty more to get to on a thursday afternoon uh coulter was there something else that you wanted to start with here? Do you have something on your mind? Are you worried about something today? <laughs> uh, I, I'm worried about a great many things, but none of them pertain to our sports talk radio show. We are here Good. only to entertain the people right. and have fun and never mutter the words coronavirus. <laughs> now, did you say mutter? Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, Coulter, then let's do it. Tell the people we've we've known the NIL stuff. By the way, name, image, likeness. Okay, that's the that's the uh, acronym for uh, name, in, image, likeness. And uh, this has been an ongoing deal. You know, there's there's the debate about what student athletes are entitled to as student athletes has been uh, going on for quite a while, and it has been growing in favor of more to the student athletes. It seems like as we as we go. Uh, there's a lot of reasons that, uh, you know, there's a lot of arguments that have been made, uh, you know, in a lot of different directions on this. But also, there's there's a huge, to me, spectrum of what the, what the reasonable thing that student athletes can get or should get, you know? I mean, the idea that, you know, you're paying a million dollars a season to the Clemson quarterback seems a little extreme, even though he is certainly making that much money and more for the university, for the sport, and so on, so forth and so on. So, and then also the idea that, you know, hey, be happy that you got your school paid for, even though you got to pay out of pocket just to go to the movies, which you can't have a job or anything. That seems a little bit on the the the, the other side of it to me. But there's a whole bunch of things in the middle here that are ways that you can go. Some of it is full cost of tuition type of stuff. Some of it is an actual stipend in addition to that. Maybe there's, you know, an actual payment of some sort down the road that that, that might look like, you know, what that might look like. It's, it's hard to know. But this at least is something that I think is so very equitable in a lot of ways. And I'll explain why I think that here in a minute. But set up for people, Coulter, what has has you know happened here and why this is coming up now well i think there's so much gray area because now it is allowed for student athletes to monetize the like their their likeness their own image mm -hmm. but there's a lot of buts here uh, you you could talk about can they do i mean i guess one of the biggest questions is like for example are we going to see athletes in their say montana in their or ohio state jersey right saying 
you know, go to the local sub sandwich shop? Right. The answer is no. You cannot use your school logo or brand. So and now, that seems reasonable to me. I mean, it does, you, but particularly because of the licensing and copyrights and things like that. That's right. And and also, who knows what these kids are going to go out there and all of a sudden what YouTube channel they're going to find themselves on, you right. know, for whatever. And is that something that the school wants to be associated with? I mean, it, it seems to me the brand of the schools themselves, they have a right to control that brand, you know? Right. And so I, I don't have a problem with, in fact, I advocate at summit level for, for that exemption within this. The other thing that's going to be pretty interesting is there's different levels of affiliations from athletic departments with certain corporate companies. For example, some schools are Coca-Cola schools. Other schools are Pepsi schools. Mm. You, you, if you're a Pepsi drinking guy that works for the Coke school, you can't be drinking Coke in the press box. It's not you can't do it. And this was a really funny thing when when uh, Brian Fish was the head coach at Montana State for men's hoops, because as we know, Brian Fish is one phone call away from Phil Knight. I mean, he was at Oregon for five years. Him and Papa Phil are are friends. They talk frequently. And Montana State moved from a Nike school to an Under Armour school, and Fish basically said, "Hey." I'll do it. Wear all the Under Armour gear, head to toe, except for in the toes. I'm wearing my Nikes. Mm. You know, I mean, as head we know, ankle as it were. As we know, I mean, Fish is you know six eight, so he needs his comfortable shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it was always a little bit of a slight point of contention because you know, if and when the Under Armour guy shows up, that would be a weird thing. It would yeah. be, a, but that's that's here nor there when it comes to this stuff because like a school like Montana, he wasn't going to cover it up with the American flag, huh? Like Michael Jordan uh, right. in the Reeboks uh, uh, symbol at the the Olympics. But when you look at the top of the top, right, the guys that play for Michigan basketball, Michigan is full sponsored by Jordan. Mm-hmm. So you cannot then go wear your own Nikes. In a, in a game or something. In like a game. That. But right. you could. You could. You could go to a commercial footlocker and say, hey. I love Nikes, or you know, or whatever it might be, or you know, maybe not even that. I would presume you've been signed by Nike, but you could do whatever. The Footlocker's got a great sale on Nikes this week, or something like that, and that would be that would be obviously acceptable. The other thing that is going to get really hairy is, as we know, there is some some pretty over the top boosters when it comes to top level right. college athletics guys that money is literally not an option, an object, right? I mean, they it's not it's not a concern. Guys like T. Boone Pickens at Oklahoma State and and big boosters that could pay a lot of money out of their pocket without really blinking an eye. The NCAA is exploring setting up a clearinghouse to monitor all those deals because as of right now, it does not disqualify immediately athletes from working with boosters. Mm-hmm. But the NCAA is planning, trying to forge a way where you do have to disclose the details and then run it through a clearinghouse to make sure that it follows compliance. Now, what is that compliance? That's where this gets such gray area. The other things that comes into this, too, is like you and I were talking about before the show, just because something's federal law or just because something's state law, it does not mean vice versa. When you look at like medical marijuana, for example, medical marijuana is legal in a lot of different states, but marijuana itself is still illegal nationally. So... You could still get in trouble for doing something that's legal by your state guidelines if by chance you were to be irresponsible with it and the federal government comes and regulates you. 
And so that's where this is going to be interesting, too, because this is a national jurisdiction that is passing this on. Right. But if states say we can't do it, that'll be really interesting. I'm so interested to see this. And your, your analogy is, will there be universities who individually right. say, okay, I understand and, you know, NIL is legal from an NCAA standpoint, but we here at the University of or whatever, we're not doing it. So if you come to play here, like that, that's just, we're not having it. And I would think that universities would be well within their own personal rights and guidelines to make those sorts of rules. Also, it seems pretty obvious it would really be detrimental to them in recruiting and doing things like that about where kids, you know, could go play. And, you know, what you what would have to be the other side of that? You know what you're saying? Like Stanford maybe could do it. Stanford would be like, you know what? No, we're not playing this game. You want to come to Stanford and walk out the door as a Stanford graduate and all the things that come with it, come on down and play some ball and then do that. But, again, it would have to be – it seems to me circumstantially like that where you wouldn't be putting yourself way behind. So even though it would probably be allowed, it seems to me, I think you'd be hurting your athletic department considerably if you did implement that rule at a, at a particular university. Another question, who would be permitted to pay the athletes? The best way to answer that is by saying who can't. The NCAA cannot, the schools directly cannot, and the conference cannot. The other place that this gets really into gray areas, as we know, Learfield sports absorbed IMG this last year. So now there's basically, you know, you can't say it's a monopoly because it's not omnipresent among division one schools, but the majority, the vast majority, huge majority of division media rights for sports at co- in college athletics, media rights, as well as uh, sort of outsourced advertising. Yep. So if you go to Washington Grizzly Stadium, you go to Bobcat Stadium, you see the signs all over the place. Those are people that are basically signing up with Grizzly sports properties, Bobcat sports properties to be advertising. That's, Basically, they're advertising through Learfield, and Learfield gives a payout and then often gives big gifts as well to schools. Like the scoreboards and stuff like that are oftentimes paid for by companies like Learfield. How does that work? Because let's say you have a Grizz that wants to cut a commercial for a car dealership in town that's not a Learfield client. Does the school have the power to shut that down? What's the definition of... Like why you are famous, right? I mean, if you if, if you're the endorser of a product, it's because you have a reputable name. So often, if it's college athletes, their reputable name comes from being associated with the school. So, what what regulation does the school have over these guys? That's what I don't know. That's the that's the number one question I have. Is if you become locally famous for playing. For you know, a team in a college town like the like Missoula, Montana, what can the school do to regulate you? I don't know if they can. Well, here's the thing: I I think to some extent they can. Uh, just like what we talked, I mean, they could say, you know, I, I think they could say, no, we're not doing this here. University of Montana could could decide that this isn't what's good for what they want to do or how they want to operate, and say we're not going to do this. There might be, they might say, hey, we're going to do this, but here's a whole bunch of caveats. So here's the things that we as an institution say that you can or can't do. And I don't know what all of those would be. To me, though, there are, here's, I'll give you, I'll give you the thing that I like the most about this. And I'll give you the thing that concerns me the most about this. Okay. Okay. The thing I like most about this is this. How can you 
tell someone that they're not allowed to make money off of themselves and what they do. Right. I think it has been forever a huge overreach hiding behind the word uh, 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 student athlete and amateur. amateur right. That that, that that they have that they've just profited off of ad nauseum forever, and I'm not necessarily going to get into the exploitative bit, but it's close to that to me in a lot of instances. And how you could say no, you're not allowed to scratch your own name down on this piece of paper and take money if somebody's willing to pay it. That's crazy to me. Now I understand why you can't scratch your name on. A jersey that is the university's. I understand a lot of that, but I'm just saying, like that. That is. That is just. That it doesn't exist in any other stretch of our capitalistic society that I'm aware than this. Okay, so the the and then hand in hand with that, the issue or the question about how to pay players, pay athletes, whatever it might be, equitably. Is very hard because you well if you start playing athletes you're gonna you're gonna pay the swim team you're gonna pay the track team because they're not bringing in money to the university it's the, the football the basketball teams and so on and at this level even those teams are not bringing in the the total now I mean it, the, the the university athletic department in Missoula and Bozeman operate at a deficit completely that has to be met by other means you know whether it's donations whether it's tuition and stuff like that it's only a handful of universities in the country that operate in the black just on the revenue of their sport as it pertains to football in the gate and all that all i'm saying is this this avoids all of that Mm -hmm. is it is it is it fair that the swimmer isn't going to be able to do the car commercial? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe the swimmer's a great swimmer and does get to do it. I don't know. But what I mean, I'm saying is... It's, it, it's all about fame, though, right? That's right. It's about fame and about, you know, the 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 sport that you play. It's about the sport that you play and how good you are at the sport. Like, those are the things. Everybody, look, no swimmers outside of, like, Michael Phelps every four years at the Olympics are getting huge endorsement deals, right? Right. If you choose to swim, if you're a great swimmer, good for you. But it isn't the sport, and there's many of them, that all these eyeballs are on. Okay, so you could probably do a certain brand of swimwear or something like that that people who are in that world know about. But broad appeal or whatever, it, it doesn't. it's not really there. My point is, is if you can do it, then good for you. Go do it. And this takes away any of the onus on the NCAA or on the school to try and make everybody happy and make it all equitable. If you can do it, if you can make $100,000 in Columbus, Ohio, because you're the quarterback of the Buckeyes, have a nice day. That's what I think. That so I'm happy about that. My biggest concern is you you alluded to this, but it's the exploitation on the other side where you got 18-year-old kids who don't have I mean even even kids with the best, you know, group of people around them coming from, you know, good stable environments or whatever are children. They go to college and they lose their minds by and large. Because that's what you do when you leave the nest for the first time and you are living as an adult or whatever, even within the scope of this highly structured Division One athletics and all of that. There are snakes in the grass everywhere that are out there just to take advantage, to get an advantage. We know about the, here's a loan for $50,000. You can pay me back when you get drafted, you know, whatever, all that kind of stuff. That's the stuff that worries me. There's no question. There's going to be kids that are absolutely taken advantage of 
that wouldn't have been because they're out there going, well, yeah, you know, I'll go down to your dealership or your snack bar, whatever it is. So that's the stuff that I would be very wary about. And I think that the NCA and the universities certainly have, I like this clearinghouse thing. I think that is, is there needs to be some sort of oversight to me on this uh, for the protection of the student athlete. Okay. So as long as it's not coming in and going, well, we don't really like that flavor of cherry soda or whatever it is. No, you can't go there. As long as that isn't happening, I think that the oversight is important and necessary. And there are going to be, there's there's just no question that there's going to be stories that come out where this kid that had this happen to him or her and now... You know, and, and it wasn't a good thing, uh, you know, ultimately, as somebody tried to, to to get over on him. But I think that, you know, I just don't know how you can say that you're not allowed to make money on yourself for doing what you do. Because you talked about, well, why are you famous? Well, what is it you're famous because you're you're playing a sport at this particular school and you're riding within the scope of that to notoriety but also it's because you're you are great it's also because you are really good at the thing that you're doing personally and you deserve you know if you if people are willing to pay for that for you then you should be able to make money off of that the other thing i'm wondering about is jersey sales because the universities they own the likeness of the jersey right and now the play but they're selling specific players but obviously that's the University's logo and brand, right? So the player cannot monetize that. I mean, what if he makes his own jersey? See, this, I mean, this happened to what a decade ago with college football video game, right? Somebody, somebody, didn't they sue EA Sports or something like that or the NCAA and said, wait, now let me see if I got this straight. I am the player in this game that you're making all this money off of, college football, whatever, whatever. And none of that money is going to me, nor did I sign and say that it was okay that you could use my name and my image and my likeness to make money for you. And the universities are certainly doing that, not within the spirit. I think the the gaming side of this is even another step removed because it's actually a corporation that is in the business of making money and profiting using these kids' names and likenesses to, to sell their products. The universities, that's that's the team. I mean, that's you're in, you are there. Okay, so uh, there's there's a much closer connection. And I don't think universities go, oh, hey, let's put JT Barrett on this jersey and go make a bunch of money off of it at his expense or something like that. If anything, it's like, hey, let's promote this kid. How great is it to have your jersey out there walking around? And certainly it is at some point. But it doesn't change the fact that they are making huge mo- amounts of money off of it, and he is making none. I also worry then how does this affect recruiting? Because now you can just make false promises or not even false promises. You can just make financial promises to recruits. Hey, come to Clemson and we'll guarantee you, you know, a four year deal with the you know, the local car dealership to make commercials, you know, for however many dollars right. a pop. See, that's a that's a really good consideration. But think yeah. of the boosters that are involved in that. I mean, mm-hmm. the, there's all sorts of Local and regional business owners that love, love, love a variety of colleges. And so sure. then, it, it, I don't know, man, I think it it gets pretty interesting. I guess a lot of the scandals that have gone on over the last 10 or 15 years, to me, a lot of them would become legal, right? 
I mean, the Ohio State trade autographs for tattoos scandal that Terrell Pryor and his yep. teammates were wrapped up in, to me, that's now legal, right? Yeah. Yeah. The the Oklahoma, every guy is on the payroll at the biggest car dealership in Oklahoma, in Norman, Oklahoma, and they all have to work for one afternoon a year to get a $25,000 salary. That's back on the table, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the question is, is... Here, I, I mean, here's the deal. If, if you know, LeBron James does a 30-second commercial for Sprite and he gets paid, you know, $5 million for doing it, who's to say that this kid doing a 30-second commercial for a local thing isn't worth $500,000? You know what I mean? But also, what does it matter? Like, if he's... If, if some booster wants to pay some kid some amount of money for doing what seems like an obviously very small amount of work to get that money. I mean, I guess that's the booster's prerogative. It's still 500 grand out of his pocket even if there's a billion dollars in the pocket. And uh, is that is that somehow unfair? Is it imbalanced when you talk about recruiting? Does it skew everything like that? Like you said, does Clemson now have a four-year, you know, NIL deal for their wide receivers at this or that, you know? steakhouse that they get to you know do for from the time they walk on campus till the time they leave it because that's a that's a form of boosting or whatever maybe is that is that bad i don't know there's just a lot of gray area and i i I just i on one hand i understand the principle exactly what you said is spot on if someone wants to pay you for your autograph or a picture of you I think that's strange, but also I don't think that it should be illegal. Right. But on the other hand, I just feel like there is this just opens up Pandora's box for uh, a lot of what's already become. I mean, we just had a gigantic scandal with the Christian Dawkins scandal with all the phone tapping that went on, and we found out about all these payments under the table. Well, now all these $10,000 payments that were part of the basically brokering of kids to high-level Division One basketball teams now you don't have to have it be this weird sketchy under the table thing with this middleman now you can just straight up throw it down and say hey you 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 work for me now here's what here's what you you work for me now all you gotta do is all you gotta do is wear this Mm t-shirt wear my t-shirt post pictures on your instagram about it right i just i don't know i think that it just it's ripe for corruption but 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 how i guess that's my question like I, I understand where this feels like weird. Yeah. But I still don't under, you know why the, you know why the, the the big scandal and it was this huge scandal that was supposed to blow up, it never really blew up. And you know why I don't think it really blew up? Because in America we get bored and we move on to the next news no, thing two because, days later. Because it was a victimless crime. The kid who got taken advantage of got twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> like right. if you want to come take advantage of me and I end up plus twenty grand, take advantage of me. It's <laughs> a great point. No, it so is. So I don't think point. people like got so they're like, Yeah, okay, he broke these NCAA violations, but it's not like the kid all of a sudden can't play bat like it was the kid wanted to have what happened happen to him and the, the coach you know is it cheating at some level okay you know i could get in you, I, you could you could sell me on that aspect of it i guess the the victim here is the victim that's always been the victim and that is non-power five institutions and i think that the the continued divide between 
let's call it not even the top 60, I'd say the top 40, and everybody else in Division One continues to grow. Let me ask you this. St. John's University, okay, mm-hmm. great, great basketball school, high, high major. What was and and could be still. Well, right, okay, but but you, I mean, this is a team that's been in the in the in the dance for years and years and years, and is always you know in contention, whatever, whatever. Do you think it's more likely that a kid on a St. John's basketball team gets an endorsement deal in New York City, or a Montana Grizzly or Montana State Bobcat in Missoula or Bozeman? True, but what's the what's the dollar amount? Well, I mean, the dollar amount's whatever it is. All I'm saying is you got to go through the Knicks and the Giants no, totally. and the Jets totally. and everybody else in the world, and and it's it's so hyper local. Like you you being known for being a St. John's basketball player is like thing number five hundred in New York City. Sure, whereas it's thing number one in Missoula and Bozeman. Right, but what if you have a gigantic St. John's booster. St. John's has not been in the mix for top 50 guys for about for a while now. Sure. They used to be all the time, right? What if there's a, just the second coming of Chris Mullen and you go say, hey, kid, I'm going to give you $500,000 if you go to St. John's and you'll just have to do this, that, and the other thing for me. Sure. But, but I just, I mean, I understand what you're saying there, but all these kids are making all these decisions to go wherever they're going to go. Not because they just love Kentucky, right? They're going because they're doing what they believe is in their best interest. And often that comes down to what is in their best financial interest, whether it's their perceived best path to the NBA or their perceived easiest path to the NBA. I mean, Ben Simmons didn't go to LSU because he loves Louisiana, you know? Right. And so... I don't know, man. Like, if if legally, without breaking rules, kids are making decisions because they know that they're going to have an endorsement deal by going to the school, then then I don't know that I have a problem with it. And here's the other thing. A top 50 kid is going to have an endorsement deal at any school he goes to. Sure. So whether it's St. John's, because it's more than it was, you know, at Duke, I don't know. It just it, first. I'm just. I'm just not bothered by it. I am. Not, I'm not bothered by it. To me, what we have right now is not amateur athletics. It has not been for a really long time. I, I totally agree. So, but then at some point, actually, even though this seems like something that's taking the heat off of the exploitation of young people, in reality, maybe it just accentuates it because. In reality, college football is a multi-billion dollar industry. If you call it what it is, it's semi-pro football, right? The NFL suspended Terrell Pryor in the league, in the National Football League, for the tattoos he got at Ohio State. Right. It is minor league football. No doubt. So then, yes. so isn't this just a perpetuation of the exploitation? Because shouldn't these guys have some sort of players union like the pro sports leagues do? Shouldn't there be revenue sharing for all the TV stuff? I mean, if you're going to just do it, call it what it is, just straight up, let's give these guys contracts and well, all of but, it. But here's the th- all I'm saying is this. I think there's a lot of space in that conversation, okay? I, I really do. And I'm not saying I I, I, I don't believe in, in the whole hog side of this thing for a number of different reasons. 
But the NIL, this is if we restrict it to just name, image, likeness, right? It just seems so fundamental that like you can make money off of you. You can provide for yourself and your family off of you. There's 13-year-olds on YouTube turning over a million dollars a year True. opening packages True. of toys. Why do I know this? Because I got children watching it. You know? that's it. And right. so, so if they can do it, but now because you're a, a, an amateur athlete at a school, you can't. I, I find that it's just crazy. It's crazy to me. Yeah, I just I just think this opens up the door for a lot of seedy behavior with adults taking advantage of kids. I think that already exists, but now we'll be even more out in the open. And I just I really don't know how it's all going to play out. I just don't know, man. I, I what's let me ask you this. Well, give me a give me. I, I already said there's going to be circumstances that arise where it's going to be an ugly story, right? Mm-hmm. But if a kid gets five hundred thousand dollars from some booster at St. John's, and so goes to St. John's instead of somewhere else. Like, wh- where's the, what is untoward about that? It's a good point. I guess what's, it, if you don't treat it professionally, if you don't treat it like it's a profession, you could have a lot of exploitation. So say you say, hey, kid, you sign up St. John's, we're going to make sure you get $500,000 endorsements over the next four years. And the kid ends up not being any good. He's a flop. Right. And then he gets nothing out of that. But then he's at a school that maybe he wouldn't have chosen otherwise. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, there's no not getting something out of that. It it is professional. Like, the point of this is that you are signing a contract, and now this this person or company or whatever is beholden to fulfill that contract. You go sue XYZ cars for not paying you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, maybe you're bad at basketball all of a sudden or whatever. Okay. But there, I mean, that again, I think is a certain balance of this because there, there's a level of expectation that you're going to be good. And then if you're not good, all of a sudden they want out for whatever reason. Well, how, how big, how long's the duration of this contract that you signed? You know, I, I, I don't know, but there's no, there's no all of a sudden, well, now you don't get anything. You know, right? I, I don't. I don't. I mean, it's it's just a professional relationship. What needs to happen though is is guidance for the kids. I mean, they need to have right. whether it's so now we're going to allow agents? agents or but 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 you know, not necessarily agents, but I think the universities, man, right? Like I think the schools themselves um, need to have people in place to help these kids navigate. You know, th- this stuff. It's 2 New Orleans, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Plenty more to come. By the way, we are going to talk more, especially tomorrow, about the transfer uh, rule or the the ending of the transfer rule, I guess, as it were. Uh, Danny Sprinkle, head coach of the Montana State Bobcats, uh, had a Zoom call yesterday, so we will bring you sound from that. But he spent a fair amount of time talking about what he sees as the perils of ending that rule and, and had a good, what I thought was middle ground alternative that I – I never really heard seriously discussed, even though we have talked about it, and I don't understand why it wasn't considered more strongly. But we'll get into all that tomorrow as we continue. What is this broadly? The the state of affairs in collegiate athletics as it pertains to uh, the autonomy of the student-athlete. So there you go. It's 2 Telling the Wanda's 1029 ESPN Radio. Quick break. I can't wait to ask Bobby about this, by the way. Cannot wait to ask Bobby Houck about what he thinks of this. I think his quote last time was, this will be the end of college athletics as we know yeah, it. Yeah, he uh, he's not for it, <laughs> and I don't think it's actually going to be much of a conversation. I think, right, I think it's going to be about a one or two word answer. Yeah, no doubt. Um, 
Cam Newton has been holding out for a starting position in the NFL, but Ian Rappaport says maybe he's rethinking it. All of a sudden being out there with no team to play for puts you in a different state of mind next. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected, too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. Everybody wants to be a starter, but what's more important than being a starter is just being on a team. It's Tutel and Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Great to be with you on this very fine Thursday afternoon. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I think I might mow my lawn tonight, Coulter. Do you love mowing the lawn? Uh, no. I, I don't hate it. It's I'm okay. It's sort of a middle-of-the-road task. My favorite household chore as household chores go is taking out the garbage my least favorite one is probably wash at eh, it's is putting away laundry specifically not my laundry i know where my stuff goes my wife uh is fairly small certainly my daughter is smaller than she is but is 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 taller and then I have another daughter behind her. It is an absolute coin flip if I get the right clothes to the right room, to say nothing of the right drawer. And it's it's a pretty significant headache because I just don't know whose stuff is whose. Dad, I'm the one where I go, yeah, that's my shirt. That's, the, that's a tent for anybody else in my house. That's a shirt for me. So <laughs> I know for sure that one. So I don't like putting that. But the I, I, you know I don't mind taking a lap with the mower. You know, that's okay. I never really liked washing dishes, but I do enjoy, like, later after the kids have gone to bed, you kind of put some music on, you just stand there. There is a certain sort of cathartic nature to that Certainly. feel to it. What's your favorite or least favorite household mm, deal? I don't know. I like. I always liked mowing the lawn, but I had a big, big, big lawn to mow growing up. See, I thought you hated mowing the lawn. I thought mowing the lawn was like... But a child labor kind of thing going yeah, on for is. you back in the day. Yeah, you know it was for sure. But uh, but that's good. I think it's good for kids. Listen to this guy. Listen to this guy. You're right. I would make my kids mow the lawn. It's two telling the one is one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. Uh, Coulter Cam Newton has been is one of the fir- one of the first guys that was available. One of the first big names, I guess, available on the free agent market. And is the longest tenured big name still on the free agent market. Uh, Andy Dalton was gone and back in about seven seconds. While Jameis Winston, who threw 30 interceptions, was out there for a while and then has now since gotten picked up. What do they have in common? They're both backup quarterbacks on the teams they've signed with. Cam Newton has wanted to be a starter. 
I think Cam Newton is a starter in this league in a lot of places. But fit is quite an interesting deal. And now, according to Ian Rappaport, Cam Newton says that he is open to a backup position, taking a backup role, if it's in the right situation, quote-unquote, right situation. Now, I don't know what the right situation is or means. Uh, Cam Newton is not years old, but he is, I think, we he's can 30. say football old. Yeah. You know, he's, he, he's 30, which is not old for a quarterback especially, but it's old for him because of the type of quarterback that he has been and the way that he was using Carolina for all those years. He did not play last year. And I think questions linger certainly about just his foot and his health overall, which I, I think does play into this. Uh, but also, I think what plays into this is that teams are really reticent unless they think that a team has to believe that you are the guy who takes us to the Super Bowl to sign for big money a, a plug-and-play starting quarterback like Cam Newton wants to be and I think could be. And those situations just aren't out there. It doesn't make any sense for teams picking in the top 10 picks of the draft to go spend a bunch of money on a free agent quarterback because that's not the the only piece that they need. Might be a piece that they need and a significant one, but you're not going to where you want to go with one player regardless of who that player is and what position he plays. So you're talking about teams then in the back half of the draft, the best teams in the NFL, most of whom have a quarterback, which is why they're where they are. So it's a unique scenario that you are looking for a team that's basically ready to go and needs a quarterback. And we've looked at a few places, New England, right, being one of those, maybe a couple others, maybe San Francisco, you know, where are they at with Jimmy G and so on. But clearly there's been 32 passes on Cam Newton at least, you know, at this point in terms of the terms or the deal or whatever it is. Yeah. And so now this gets floated out there, you know, that, 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 okay, well maybe a backup deal would be okay. And the thing I think that for Cam Newton is he is the most ready to play guy of anybody that's been a free agent quarterback. And he doesn't, he doesn't need, I think to prove any, the only thing he needs to prove is that he's healthy, but he like Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, they still got. They still need to show it in a lot of ways. You know, certainly Jameis Dan, Dalton. I think we kind of know what he is, which is a decent NFL quarterback, but right. not more than that. But, but, you know, Cam Newton. We know what he is, and that's that's a Pro Bowl quarterback, a Super Bowl an MVP, an MVP. So he doesn't need to prove anything to me as a football player, other than the health side of things. So then, what I I, I am sympathetic to him because what is it? What good does it do to you? It's a point for you to go back up some third year kid that they're still trying to decide whether or not you know he's going to be the guy. The best case for me for 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 Cam Newton right now, if it's not going to be New England, which it feels like it probably isn't, Vegas. Yeah, you can go back up. Derek Carr, but it wouldn't surprise me if that backup becomes starter sooner rather than later if he ends up on the same roster in that situation. You know, they go, they open the season two and two, three and three. The Raiders, Gruden, right. he, he, he would move in a hurry right there. Now, I don't know if they have the, the you know, the capacity and the, you know, financially to bring him on or whatever it might be, but 
I, I would be interested to know what the, quote, right situation would be to Cam, what he thinks about that. Well, first of all, so, <clears throat> so much of this is about the distraction of it all, right? Because if Cam Newton is on your roster, regardless if he's a starter or not, but especially if he's not, you're going to be answering questions about Cam Newton every single day, every single day that there's media availability. What would you say? I mean, I would argue that Cam Newton is still one of the ten biggest stars in the NFL. No, no. As far as as far as widespread, not 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 even appeal, but widespread, just visibility. I wouldn't put him in the top ten. Really? No. I don't know, man. I do. I mean, he's he, you know. He didn't even play last year. I understand. And but, so, but Cam Newton has a, a certain star power about him. He that's does. A, it's, it's a, I mean, I'll tell you this. He would absolutely be the biggest star that's a backup quarterback in the history of the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he's maybe so. I don't know. I think you're underrating it, man. The fact that he's from one of the, the storied SEC programs and the fact that he won a Heisman and a national championship and was number one overall pick and won an MVP – and just who he is, how he acts, what he looks like. He's a giant star. That Regardless of where yeah. you think he ranks in terms of stars, he's, he's a giant star. He's a star, yeah, I agree. It's it's the same situation that Des Bryant got himself into. Des Bryant didn't fall off physically as much as he just fell off in terms of teams wanting to have to deal with who and what he represents. And that's where we're at right now in the league. I just really think that, I think that teams are hesitant to sign Cam Newton unless they 100% know he's going to be their starter. Yeah. And I think that they have a hard time knowing 100 percent that they're they're going he's going to be their starter because they can't work him out. They don't know if he's healthy. Sure. And a phone conversation or a text conversation is one thing, but these guys, if you're going to make a multi million dollar investment, you want to sit the guy down in your office and say what's what's up. And also, you want to sit him out on your practice field and go go run the around these cones and let exactly. me see you cut and push and throw and do all the stuff. So I, I also I, think I'm people totally just I also think people just don't have trust in Cam Newton. Because because we know that he's such an unbelievable, gregarious, awesome leader who teams rally around when it's going well. But it's why his press conferences, I mean, what quarterback gets must-see press conferences more than Cam Newton because of the personality, the volatility, the hats, the outfits. Yeah, his, it's his haberdashery endorsement is what it is. <laughs> yeah, but, That's why everybody's there. But, the, I mean, say you sign him, the Las Vegas Raiders, you sign him, right? And he's not the starter. Derek Carr is, right? If you're John Gruden... He's a much bigger star than the starting quarterback. If, if you're John Gruden, how annoyed are you that Cam Newton's doing post-game media in a game he didn't play in? Because that would happen. That would be a th- situation. It, 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 it would be, but I just don't think it's... I don't know, man. I just think that the media it, stuff is... Like, the fact that you got to answer a question about a guy each day, certainly, like, through fall camp... It's and different like, than answering questions than getting straight-up media requests, though. And then, how do you trust Cam? Like, I don't know if they... I don't know if teams can trust Cam Newton. Yeah, but you can turn down media requests. You certainly can. But then, all of a sudden, you're under fire for that. The, the media rules the day like it or not. Yeah. And so, if you say... Cam Newton's not doing post-game media, then that's a story after every single game as well. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that Cam doing post-game, like, 
I think he would probably do a game or two. But like once it's settled that he's the backup quarterback and he's not playing football, I, 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 the story is a story through camp for sure. Every single day, right? But it's also it's a big it, thing. It's also it a story. Fades. It's also a story because of Cam. No, no. It, it, it there is, is there is. Uh, quote unquote, I'm saying quote unquote journalists because this is the type of journalism that I hate. But there is guys out there that if he was playing for the Las Vegas Raiders, would want to talk to Cam Newton every single day just to see what he would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and, and that's, that's where teams I think error. Right? That's where they waver because they're just like, do we want this headache? Because again, if you say no and he says no, you're still getting a sidebar in the newspaper that says Cam Newton didn't talk for the 17th straight day. Is there trouble in paradise? Right, because that's what. New age journalists like to do. They like to stir the pot. But but again, I just don't know how much that matters, man. Like I just don't I don't know how much it matters. I think in modern day NFL it matters a lot because I think that the managing of egos is one of the most important and difficult parts of pro sports. And also, I mean, who's to know what Cam Newton's doing in the locker room? Let me ask I mean, you. Can't, when, when you're when you're the backup and Derek Carr's the starter and Derek Carr's not very good, and you have Cam Newton. Who, regardless of what you think is his star power amongst NFL fans, is absolutely one of the most reputable players in the entire league amongst the players. And so now all of a sudden, say you start two and four, and Derek Carr's sucking. All of a sudden, behind closed doors, Cam Newton's recruiting guys. Team Cam, let's have a mutiny. We need to get Cam Newton as the starter. I just think that there's so many chances for it to be distraction. I'm not saying he would do that. I'm just saying having him as your non-starter is different than having literally anybody else in the league as your non-starter. I agree with the last part that you said. It wouldn't be a team cam thing. I already said if they were three and three, I think John Gruden goes, "Okay, we're doing this." Like that's why you sure. bring him in because you are prepared, sure, to 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 make a change if that change is necessary or sure. if it's if it proves warranted. But in terms of like, sh- tell me this, Coulter, how many backups, any position, any team in the NFL think that they're better than the guy playing in front of them? Now there's a lot that, mm. that don't that know that they, they aren't, but I'll bet I'll bet a third to a half of backups believe that they're the ones that should be on the field and are are upset that they're not on the field. And Man, watch- I don't think so. Actually, I think that's that is kind of where the NFL is gravitated towards is signing guys who don't think they're better than the guy in front no, of them. No, no, I think that's completely wrong. I think that. I, first of all, I already I already acknowledge that at least half of the guys don't think that they're better. Sure. Okay. Like, you know. It, Whoever's backing up Russell Wilson doesn't think that probably he should be the one playing quarterback for for the Seahawks. Certainly knows it's not in the an option. But what I am saying is, there's you know a backup guard, a, a third wide receiver that thinks he's a second wide receiver out there that is you know a problem that is bitter about this thing, and the bitterness isn't necessarily even bad. You can just have great competition if it overflows where you're like belittling guys or you don't want to do it or you're in being a headache to the coach. That's certainly a problem, but just in virtue of having a guy who's a backup who thinks he's better than the starter, that I think is just par for the course. I think you get that on every single team, multiple positions, multiple guys. So if Cam thinks he's better than Derek Carr, it's a big deal because of the position that it is and the player that he is, I agree. But it's all about how it gets handled, whether it becomes a, a, an actual problem or not. It's a bigger risk. I acknowledge that. It is a bigger risk signing Cam Newton than signing s- some other dude. But guess what? Some other dude ain't winning you football games sure. if it comes to it. Cam Newton will. No doubt. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Riverbank run. Was it? Was it? Canceled or postponed the Riverbank run? Postponed has not officially been canceled yet. Okay. 
The Riverbank Run, we know, got moved back. All the way to the fall. As, like in September. Yeah. Uh, officially, though, now, the Missoula Marathon is canceled for this season. We'll tell you about it next. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected, too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. This is like a super famous song. I don't know who this is. It's uh, Canned Heat. Oh, well, that's why I didn't know. I had never even heard of Canned Heat. But you've heard of this. Well, uh, but this saying, song, this song, I of course. Are you saying like Canned Heat as a phrase or Canned Heat the band? The, well, I guess either. Certainly the band. Sterno. Are you Sterno? What? Sterno? No, I don't. I, you've lost me entirely. Canned heat, man. It's like this jelly, this little jar. Kind of looks like a, like a sardine can. <laughs> and uh, you can cook with it, make coffee, have a fire. It's a fuel source, everlasting. Make coffee. Oh, like you actually, you don't eat it. Why would you eat a flammable thing? Well, I didn't know it was flammable. I thought you were telling me it's like some, you know, like southern, you know, jelly Tabasco or something no, like no, that. No, it's, it's like... It's I, like yeah, okay, so I, I guess I do. I'm from, I don't know that I knew it by the name Canned Heat, but I am aware of these, like, portable heat sources to help you out in a in a pinch. Yeah, that's what's going on. Okay. Just, just for funsies. You know. Or this band. Great band. Now, I would say what I know of Canned Heat, the product, if you, as you've educated me, <laughs> and what I know of Canned Heat, the band, this isn't, I don't know that they name themselves quite right. You're 100% wrong. I knew you were going to say that, too. I so knew you were going to said gonna... it just to get me going. No, no, but it's just like, I mean, this right, they're playing a flute. How does the band Canned Heat have a flute? Yo, what other bands are just rocking this hard with a flute? Name a band that kills it with well, a flute. You know, I, I just wouldn't use rocking this hard as three words to describe the song that I just heard. I would just say it's, you know, kind of a nice, fluty song. It's I certainly not Canned Heat. Maybe it's like Walk in the Park. No, it's canned heat. It's awesome. It's 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 hardcore, and uh, you're just missing the point of this. Going up to the country, that song is a remake of the Henry Thomas song "Bulldoze Blues," which was recorded in Louisville, Kentucky, in 1927. Canned Heat first became famous as the uh, backup band for John Lee Hooker. Is that right? Then they went out on their own. Interesting. They did Woodstock. They're they're a famous. They, hit, they say they're one of the most popular acts of the hippie era. But the album Hooker and Heat, Hooker and the Heat, that was their uh, that was what the, first what? collaboration. Okay. 
Uh, thank you. It's 2 Tailing Moana's 1029 ESPN Radio. Uh, this brings us to the end of our first hour. So we will discuss the Missoula Marathon as well as the transfer portal on the other side. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.